And only imagine what's going to happen next. Hi, everyone, and welcome to <laughs> the Ladies of Marry Me Present Witch Talk. I am your host, Janine Gibbons, and I'm here today with the Ladies of Marry Me themselves, Kelly Sweeney and Tish. Hey. <laughs> and um, for in this first episode, um, we wanted to introduce ourselves. Like, um, so if Kelly, you wanted to start with your journey and how you ended up um, being the owner of a metaphysical shop, because it's always a journey. Yeah, oh, it was quite a journey. I didn't, and I don't really remember how it all happened. It was because um, you're old. It was a joke, I think, at one point, <laughs> and. Yeah, it, yeah this is all like just a, a, it was so yeah, it was Chamberlain's so, kind of like dumb so since, idea. Since Kelly's old, no, it was not. Well, it was partly Chamberlain's well, it, dumb idea. It was. I made a smart ass comment. It was like, wouldn't it be funny work. if like we got a loan so, and like we okay, bought so it? Okay, so Tisha's husband. So Chris. so yeah. So uh, technically speaking, there were three witches. There were three women running the shop, and Steph and her husband saw a note from Tammy, the original owner, saying that she wanted to retire. And so when we saw the note, my husband. Chris and I kind of started joking about this back and forth that we just ought to go buy a shop. But at the time, financially, nobody really in the coven were able to do something like that. And when just, was this, by the way? That would have been November of 2019. Oh my God, that's when I yeah. moved back from California. Yes. It was like the universe yeah, was pulling you back. Pulling us all I so it was a big joke. And one day, we, were sitting we get this at yeah, our table and in the Pete, kitchen. Yeah, and, and we were open, yeah, because the whole coven was talking about it. We lived in Southampton in the tiny right. little house, which right. had two, only two bedrooms, no basement, there was no nowhere nothing. to go. And we always, for some reason, because we had the big backyard. Yeah. So the that, coven would that gather there. like the coven stead. Okay. And, and so literally when we had events or different things, we'd have tents in the backyard. There'd be oh, bodies yeah. all over the place because yeah. Pete and I had one room and my son was living with us at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was like literally just chaos. Like how many just, people? At the um, time, there were five women in the coven and our yes, spouses. and spouses wow. and kids. And kids. So, yeah. That's so like we were just kind of like chatting about it. And then it was after Yule. That's after the Christmas holiday, so after uh, Yule. We were joking. And still joking about it, and this one day, Pete kind of calls Kelly on the phone and says, I got it. And of course, no, Pete, we're never me. sure what it is. He texted you? I was at the nail yeah. salon. Oh, that's right, and he texted you that he I got it. I was getting a pedicure. I was literally <laughs> getting on a plane the next morning to go to Florida huh? to go see my granddaughter. Yeah. And he texts me, knowing I'm sitting in, in you know, the yeah. nail salon. Mm-hmm. And says, I got your money. I bought you in yeah. the shop. <laughs> I literally jump out of the chair and said to the woman, I got to go. Yeah. And I've got the little things between my toes and those little flip-flops <laughs> on me give you. And I'm running through the yeah. parking lot. Like, what is it? I was like a duck, like waddling through yeah. the parking lot. And at some point, in there, she's like, texting me going, Pete bought the shop. Pete bought the shop. Bought I don't know what. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I'm driving home. Like, I'm going to find out when I get in. And that's literally how all this began. And so my entire I think he did it on a whim, too. He did. He didn't tell me. He went to the bank and for shits and giggles thought, let me see if I can try. And they did. Wow. And and they gave them money that we were like, why did they give us any money? (laughs) We don't have any money. And the that was the joke of it was like, how are we even going to pay this off? We don't have any money. The the bank just gives us money. about that later. Okay, cool. And so I go to Florida and the entire week is now spent on the phone with the landlord, with the attorneys, 
paperwork being sent over, yeah. signatures. Uh, it was, my daughter was like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm buying a business. She's like, oh, and you choose this week to do it? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Pete no. just randomly decided <laughs> last night was the night I'm going to go to try this at the bank. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, babe, go buy the shop while you can. Yeah. And we literally, so this is the middle of January. By this point, yeah. And I'm in Florida for a week. Get everything firmed up. I come back from Florida. We had the money, the everything, all, all this done by February 1st. Uh -huh. Wow. And our goal it was, was to open close. by March 1st. Because okay. if we're not open, we're not making money. Right. Anything. We needed to make money right. immediately. Okay. Because how are we going to make this loan there back? There you go. There you go. March 1st of 2020, people, by the way. <laughs> Just no, keeping you updated. Official anniversary is actually leap year. So, ironically, we're like, we have to open on February 29th. <laughs> because we only have to have it's a liminal space. We only get an anniversary every four years. Yeah. It's like getting a birthday, you know, we'll be younger than we think we are. Yeah. Well, that was the thought process. <laughs> he thought it would be joke. funny. Yeah. Like, and every, and like people are like, oh, this is our first year in business. And we're like, nope, we got three more years to go. Yeah. No, actually, we're up to, we've been open two years. Yeah. So in two more years, we'll have our first anniversary. We're wow, I love it. Third year this February, we'll yeah. be going into our third year of us, not right. Tammy. Um, Tammy had it seven years. Had it Tammy seven was the years. previous so owner. This is actually yeah. like a ten-year business at this point. I mean, yes, you would think we would have been like in the red or in the black by now. I'm still thinking in debt. No, we are not because you took out another loan. Oh my God. But that's still more debt. Again. So, so not that anyone needs to know our business practices, but since Kelly brought it up, oddly <laughs> enough, our we first just, year. We just keep going to the bank and they just keep giving first, us money. Yes, it's true. But the oh first year, we actually had the business up and running despite a pandemic and being closed yes. for four months. Yes. We actually made enough to counter the loan. Yes. So it was impressive. We we technically oh just God, squeaked into the yes. black wow. going into twenty twenty one, and then when we got to um, the end of the fiscal year twenty twenty one, we're almost at the end of our calendar year in in, in what two weeks now, mm -hmm. and we are actually above what we were last year. Well, so great. business is improving. It's yes. picking yes. up. People we're getting through all the road bumps. Right, you're getting through a pandemic. A lot of people thought that when yeah. Tammy closed, yes. she closed, closed. It was closing, closing. Well, and so she had a going out of business sale. This also <laughs> took place while I was in Florida. And I started getting all these hysterical calls from like my mother and anybody who was on Facebook and saw that she was having a going out of business sale. And my mom's like, isn't this the business you're buying? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Tammy, you're going to kill off all the customers because they're going to think you went out of business and Mary Mead is no longer in existence. Word. So I yeah. was like, you really have to reword your right. postings because right. I've got all the girls freaking out. Everyone sending my phone was going off constantly, yeah. text messages, yeah. screenshots of, oh my God, this is the business that you're buying. Like you're, you are like so going to be hurting from this. Uh, and I'm in Florida. What am I supposed to do? Uh, I'm pacing outside of my daughter's house, like. Unless oh, Tammy didn't mean any buy anything by no. exactly. yeah. it. Exactly. It's just like to she wanted everybody but... to come in and say goodbye right, to her because goodbye. she was retiring. Yeah. And I, it was like just a weird, you know, yeah, the thing. whole thing was so random and weird and quick. Like yeah. we didn't have time to think of what we were doing. This was probably the most 
And I am a very, like, in-the-moment person. Yes. So I make decisions based on whatever's going to be the most fun at the moment. You can Absolutely. ask my mother just what kind of child that. I was to raise. Not fun. <laughs> on her. Right. right. For, For me, you, you're great. having a blast. Yes. <laughs> and, and Tish can verify this because we go back to kindergarten, right. literally. Uh, yeah. And That's so, true, yeah. How'd you guys meet in kindergarten? We, she went to school with my younger sister. So, yes. uh, so I did I kindergarten twice as a side note because of my birthday. I didn't really uh, fail kindergarten. Uh-huh. I went to kindergarten. And then it was and like, you're too young. I was supposed to go to first grade and they wouldn't let me in because they changed the dates because yep. everyone did drugs. That happened to my best friend apparently. too. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And so my mother decided she did not want me home uh-huh. a year. Lovely mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> so she sent me back to kindergarten <laughs> with my younger sister. <laughs> yeah. So I went to kindergarten twice, which is how I technically went to kindergarten with Kelly, even though I didn't yes. fail kindergarten. Yes. We always have to explain to people. I did not fail kindergarten. Okay. I mean, this listen, is, it's a hard one. Everyone okay. thinks that you're easy. So in Philadelphia, we went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. We're living in the Northeast. Oh, yeah. We should say that. We're in Pennsylvania, you yes, guys. Yes, we're in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were in territory. the Northeast well. Philadelphia area. We both grew up in historic Holmesburg. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we went to the same grade school, which was first grade through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. The first kindergarten was like the public school Thomas Holm we went to. Right. And then St. Dominic's we grade school. St. Hubert's, which is the high, high school. school for years. Yes, I know and that. And so we were, I love my friends even there. though she was a year above me, mm-hmm. I was the same age as her younger sister, mm-hmm. but I preferred to hang with yeah. Tish more. Like, yeah. I would go just over clicked. to see, you know, but, you know, birthday parties and stuff. Right. Like, we just were always kind of, um, we had, like, the same friend base, whatever, and it was like... My mom threw a wild party. I'm just... <laughs> it was a My very, mom really didn't have a party. The 80s party. was a great time growing up. We didn't have these things like social yeah. media, so there is no evidence of anything we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. just put that out there. So my teacher goodness. says all the time, yes. too. <laughs> I mean, I love the 80s yeah. just for that reason yeah. alone. I mean... Um, it was innocent. It was fun. You it was could just fun be and more you. No proof of it. That's the best part. Yeah, there's no it's, proof of it. That, that, that's only important. in your mind and your heart. <laughs> you know what you did. You know? I'm I such mean, a cheese ball. Like I said, no, no, we're we'll good with that. As kids to raise. No. We were a little rebellious because obviously we were mm-hmm. not into Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I we went to Catholic school too, but both kind of like <laughs> yep. forced into this yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And and in the '80s, you couldn't even come out as being different right you know it was like everything was just so new and it wasn't at all like it is today yeah we're not as widely accepted yeah so being different made you like you know nobody wanted to even be your friend kind of thing yeah Yeah. so you kind of really had to you know even knowing at such a young age that like i could see and hear and talk to people that i knew had passed yeah and but then, you, can't really you know, say like that by people. six, my grandmother's telling you, like, don't say anything to anyone right. because every time you're in a room full of people and you start telling stories, like, the faces are like, this child needs to be put away, doesn't she? Yeah. You know? Oh, and, like, that was literally how we, wow. you know, came yeah. to be in this where she knows what abilities she has. And, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Who do we talk to? So mm-hmm. you, we sort of migrated yeah. towards each other. And I think uh, it was also sense. unnatural. Well, so not funny. You at least were into more of the popular music than I was. I mean, you I tried was... being a psychic, way too short, a freak, and a punk all in the I, 80s. I was yeah, a I did little a lot of, of everything. Running. I Word. was not like, 
I didn't follow one clique or yeah. one group. Yeah. Um, I had one best friend who uh-huh. stood by my side no matter what, but we hung with everyone. Yeah. So depending nice. on where we were going Aww. that night and who we were hanging with, yeah. we had clothes to match, whether <laughs> it was, you know, the black clothes or the, Alibis the, the, cool the cops dance clothes or, you know, wherever we were going. Yeah. So, like, I was able to just kind of mix in with whoever, whatever, because that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm still that way to this day. I don't judge. I don't want to be judged. I don't do it to other people. Yeah. And, you know, so I was just like a, I'm, my, my aunt in the seven, and I was born in 72, mm-hmm. had taken me to like these hippie parties. So like I got cool. the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Yeah, the like, best I, of everything. the best of every generation. Yeah. Say so. That's so cool. And, you know, I went I'm from being like a love child to, to, you know. I love the 90s. Literally like. But you're a 90s baby. I know. That's I, why. We everything. <laughs> like, I, you know, and I went through all that with our kids. <laughs> yeah. And, so we still were involved in like all the culture and even now, like still being like with the younger, you know customers that come in here yeah they teach us i think sometimes a lot more than we can teach them which is great because being open-minded and you know like living in a part of philadelphia where like everything was one way almost and then coming here and now not only do we live in this wonderful town of skipback and harleysville Mm -hmm. um you know and and deer eating Yes, fear everywhere. And it's just like... And weird owls, man. I still hear the weird owls sometimes. But Yeah, but cool. And the hawks, and it's like, I just... And the stars at night, there's no lights. I know. For me, this is so much... I mean, I don't even know. Again, the bank gave us money to now buy a house here. And so we bought a shop. It's the universe. The bank is quote-unquote the universe. Yeah. We're not totally sure what's going on. Yeah, we don't know either. And, um, you know, some part of you does the age of like 48, uh, my husband and I decided we're going to get into another 30 year mortgage. I I don't know what we were thinking, but yeah. I feel like that's young though. That's young. 48. You know, it's, I, I don't act my age at all. Yep. She's older than I am. Yeah. But that's cause you're fine. Sometimes my bones are a little creaky, but. Then there's other nights where it's just like, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. So then, so you guys grew up together. Yeah. And then, like, was there ever a period where, like, did you, were you just always friends? Was there a period you drifted there was apart? A period where, so I basically, right from high school, went to my parents' house to mm-hmm. my husband's house. You know, by the time I was, yeah. you know, 17, I was pregnant and. Had a baby, 18, got married at 19, had another baby at 20, got divorced by 21. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was pretty weird so, in the fact that, like, we always kind of knew where the other one was, but we, we oddly enough, had similar Interesting. Heads. Yeah. I also had my daughter at 17. Yeah. I did not marry that bonehead. Um, I, I, I ended up marrying my first husband when I was 19, mm-hmm. and again, same thing, I was divorced mm-hmm. by 21. Wow. So, very similar paths. You're like twin flames yeah. or something, yeah, of the friendship like, kind. Even we knew yeah. where, like, the other one was yeah. at. We weren't hanging out together for a very long time. Yeah. We didn't hang out. And then it kind of got weird. We have we still have mutual friends. Yeah. And so it became like a very yeah. weird, like, I'd be hanging out with one and it would be like, oh, yeah, so Sweeney was here yesterday. And I'd be yeah. like, get out. Or like, you know, uh-huh. Snoop, and, you know she would be somewhere and be like, oh, well, yeah. was here yesterday. And so, yeah, it was like this very weird, like, kind of interacting. And then um, Kelly's, oh, God, do I even bring up? Yeah, so Phoenix will just... I was, okay, yeah. that's what I was wondering if she um, even get there. Was a, a, a... Very close friend. A very close friend of both of ours in grade school. Mm-hmm. 
who, when I came across, so again, 2009-ish or 2008 was when, like, Facebook became popular. Uh-huh. Yep, I remember. And I was getting married, remarried, okay. I should say, for okay. the second time. She's a serial bride. I'm a serial bride. <laughs> yeah. She's worse than I am. And I'm the worst bride on the planet, I will admit. And As a wedding verify. planner, she is the worst woman to plan a wedding for. <laughs> She has done it twice, as she knows. Yep. Um, but so um, I was getting married, and my friend was like, oh, you know, we can find all our friends through this new... And she set oh me up. Oh, my so gosh. Linda, so Linda, who was also her sister's, like, one of her best friends growing up. Okay. Was oh, my God. My right? best friend. And, and okay. she was living with me and was like, oh, we have to get you on Facebook. Like I said, and we I'm always like, knew where the other one was about any of this stuff. Yeah. So Linda literally set up my Facebook, and then all, everybody from high school and everything, yeah. were, you know, coming across, and I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to this one, and I'm, I'm enjoying it, whatever, and of course, um, my marriage fails, and a few years down the road, uh, Phoenix finds me on Facebook, uh-huh. and, and who's Phoenix out. again? He, we, a friend we of yours. Grade school. Okay, okay. And very close with both of us, all throughout. The eight years and, and some yep. even, but then again, everybody kind of went their own yeah. directions. And yeah, um, so when he found me on Facebook, and I was like, I realized he was literally within walking distance mm-hmm. of my home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on over. Like, my husband just left me, and like, I was all depressed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'll come over and cheer you up. And as soon as we saw each other, it was like sparks. Uh-huh. That was it. Uh-huh. And so we started. We were together, and we literally, were, he was, he had to go to Michigan at one point um, for work, and while he was there, you know, we had gotten rings before he had left, so we were, like, engaged, but it was, like, mm-hmm. oh, on the day out, because I was legally still married to the other a-hole, we'll just call him, mm-hmm. we'll just call him, that's fine, yeah, and, um, you can call him that if you want, yeah, there's that, <laughs> and, um, so while he's in Michigan, apparently I get a phone call from uh, the woman he was living with and running a room from and tells me that he committed suicide. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Me at this point, I'm now a paralegal. I'm working in a law firm and her story's not matching up. Mm-hmm. And so first things first, we go on Facebook and I let everybody from grade school now you know I put a post out mm-hmm. on the grade school Facebook page literally as well as like the high school that we went to mm-hmm. because I knew a lot of people knew him and and Philadelphia we have like sister brother schools like yes. there's two schools it's yeah. an old girl and the an old female and that all are in the all boys school yeah yeah so, yeah you know and especially I even, like I the Catholic schools right? on yes. yeah. the judge page that you know yeah. he had passed away so that his male friends would know as right. well and so, and I had, like, posted my phone number, like, please call me, like, and in the meantime, I'm trying to put her story together, and uh, she was being really sketchy, and it was one of these things that, so it brought Tish and I together, because she contacted me and said, I don't believe that he committed suicide, and I said, mm. honestly, he literally had a plane ticket to come home and see me, right. he was yeah. coming back to live with me and my son yeah. in 30 days. And, like, she even said he left food in the refrigerator with a fork in it. And I'm like, that's, that's so weird. not somebody who's taking their own. Right. And, and the thing was that while, while this was going on with Kelly, um, Phoenix and I were also chatting with each other back and forth. I had no idea 
that he was um, technically engaged to Kelly because of the divorce. It was so nasty that um, everything was trying to kept him down low. Yeah, right, right. So it was really ironic because it's like me and him were talking back and forth. And um, and same thing, like I knew he was supposed to be coming back like that summer. And again, had no idea until he passed. And so it was one of our mutual friends kind of puts this real cryptic post up on Facebook, you know, about how, oh, you know, you have somebody in your, your whole life and, you, you know, you don't expect them to be gone. And immediately I, I knew it had to be somebody we went to grade school with. And when I called her, uh-huh. that's when she told me that it was Phoenix who had passed. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, how did you hear? Because he had disappeared from my Facebook page. Like, right. And it was like this big joke. Like, we still talked on the phone, mm-hmm. but he had disappeared right. from my Facebook oh, like a year ago. And she mm-hmm. says he, to me, well, he Kelly, the social media when right, we got well, together, hiding. Yeah. we were basically hiding and that's yeah. our relationship. Yeah. Mutual friend with the letter S here mm-hmm. says to me, well, Kelly Sweeney told me, and I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did she know? And <laughs> she's like, well, they were, and I'm like, huh? and I'm like, oh yeah. my God. And I'm like, hold on a minute. So that was what started us yes. being friends. Well, so like, we in actually a, okay. held a memorial here in Philadelphia for him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. His mother was not the the greatest of parents. Didn't even claim his body. They wouldn't let me claim it. Uh, supposedly, what we heard was that it was yeah uh, given to Michigan State University for uh, science for science. Yes, and so there was just so much always. that just yeah. my whole world was rocked. Yeah, and it was great that all these old friends were coming out of the woodwork because yeah. I really even my son was very attached to him and. It was like, you know, all we had was a picture, Ugh. you know, and my friend who happened to run a wedding chapel, let us use the facility for free. You yeah. Know, we some, yeah. We wow. put together some food and whatever. We put the post out there. We didn't know time. who was going to come. I um, got locked in a wedding chapel with three ex-boyfriends and an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and an ex The service of my now dead ex-friend. Oh, my God. Hosted by me. By wow. her. And, and my father was a thought, world. Yeah. And my father actually thought it was funny. He was like, how did it go? And I started telling him. My dad just started laughing. He's like, I, I know that was a funeral. He's like, but three ex-boyfriends uh-huh. and an ex-girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, dad. Yeah. So basically, there was Hot several time. people in this room that had all had sex with Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, was one of these. Oh no, like, are we oh, going to so get shadow so banned because so we said the so S, so. the other S word? There, there was people from other states that <laughs> came up that were like, "Oh, you're this one. We talked about you. Now I know who you are." And it was it was the yeah. most bizarre oh, memorial I've ever been in, in the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm now on the phone with like Michigan police. I'm getting police reports. I know how to get all this information right. because I'm not believing the story that yeah. I was told. And then she decided to block me off of everything, yeah. not return my calls. And yeah, it was, it was like it was a big so mess. it was like we yeah. knew something had happened that wasn't supposed to happen. So then when did the coven start? This is literally, that's it. So like, but how did that conversation, people that may have seen Phoenix naked at one point. (laughs) So he was like the glue who brought you all together or the change agent or whatever. The three of us were at the memorial service and spent after the whole memorial service was done, literally spent the night, the three of us. Went back to a yeah. bar and it was just us girls yeah. talking. And it and, was like and the, it's we, not it's not the third original member of Murray Meet the store. It's no, another, it's another former person. friend of yes. ours. Yes, that 
is no longer in the picture, and that's why right. we're not going to name them by name. But, right, right, right. Um, also, a, a paramour of Phoenix's, and and um, yeah. and it just that I was mean, literally it was, how it started. Yeah, so after the does memorial paramour service, does mean lover? Yes, yes, it does. Oh my god, I never knew that. We yeah. literally were a more like, meaning love yes. power alongside. So it was to be mm-hmm. alongside your love. For me and him, it was soulmates. It was a platonic <laughs> relationship. Yeah, we never had sex, no matter what they say. They slept with them. <laughs> Don't even don't, don't listen e- to her. I, you couldn't be around Phoenix that part's and not in my business. I just I'm naked. Here we go again. Yeah, if you saw him naked, then you had sex with him because you knew that shit was yummy. Sorry, this is bad. like the Howard Stern of like <laughs> the Winch World, right? Exactly. Oh my god, and this is how every conversation goes in this. It's drum. so funny. Somehow every day it goes south. Well, so like I want to ask you guys about like your um, psychic <laughs> abilities, but first I have to just finish the story of how I found you like because it's so there's a question did you find us or did I find you because you kind of wandered in one day well no okay so no no, I know it starts sooner than you think yeah because okay yeah so I moved back from California at the end of November well the middle of November of 2019 the first thing I did when I got back at the time I like I wanted to be an actress when I went out there in 2015 um yeah I thought it makes you feel like right it's just that vibe that it you does. get when you're in Hollywood. Absolutely. It's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and then like, I can do anything here. This is great. Yeah. And then the next thing you're on Skid Row and you're like, how the hell is <laughs> Kind of, yeah. That's literally the story that's... of everybody on Skid Row. <laughs> I can't. Let, let Janine, because she wasn't on Skid Row. Oh for my God. Well, I mean, I like there were there were places where I had to go on location because I did a lot of background work where it was near Skid Row, and it is it's like crazy. There's so much beauty and there's so much grittiness, and it's like mm, all that's a good way there. Of putting it. Yep. Um, and then craziness in the middle. But like, yeah. Long story short, I decided to leave at the end of twenty. 20- well, I okay, so. I befriended a tarot card reader at one of these, like, um, background gigs. I heard her talking really loudly, as you know, sometimes, <laughs> like, people that are witchy and magical <laughs> do. And I was like, I – and I just, like, I had gotten tarot card readings before, and I was like, I have to know more. So, like, I pulled my chair next to her, and long story short, we became friends. And she introduced me to a metaphysical shop out there that I worked at. <laughs> okay. And so oh, okay. yeah, I got right. all my initial – and, like, also simultaneously, this woman, Sage Goddess, her name kept coming up in random conversation throughout, like, all these people. Every job I was at, they're like, you should really check out this woman, Sage Goddess. She sells crystals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I even interviewed there <laughs> um, and didn't get a job because I knew nothing. All I knew was I just kept getting drawn to these places. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. I've collected rocks since I was little. I'm Wiccan. (laughs) My mom's a Reiki master, but that's like it, you know? And like, I, I'm like, I just like, no, I have to be there. So, um, long story short, I, I, you know, I got sick out there. I got better out there. I went home for a little, got drawn back out to California one more time. That time around, I still worked at the same metaphysical shop, but Mm -hmm. in Santa Monica, and I realized I was close enough to go visit this woman who at this point I started watching her YouTube channels, the Sage Goddess. She's like, and so I go meet her, and like that all, like, so my spiritual journey was evolving, but meanwhile, my home situation was not great in California. Um, So I felt like at this point, like I had gotten really sick out there and almost died, and I was getting like, it just felt like it was kicking me out, but yet I had to go on like my own spiritual journey. So I decided to come home. 
at the end of 2019, I tell my mentor, who, who would become my mentor, Athena is her name. I'm like, I have to take your classes, but I also have to go home because I need to be close to my family. So I moved back, but I have this mission in my mind. It's like, I'm going to be a tarot card reader. I'm not really feeling that connected to acting anymore. Like, who knows what will happen with that, but I'm going to go in this new direction. And so um, I start looking up all the metaphysical shops nearby. And who pops up but marry me. So I go to, and this is like literally, I don't know, Tammy hadn't closed yet. So one yeah, day. This the end while she was in the process yes, of closing. Yes, right? yes. So this is like the end of 2019. We're, we're doing our craziness. Right. So like it was all like another parallel thing kind of happening. So mm-hmm. um, I went out with my mom one day, Sunday. I'm really slow at getting ready. Everyone should know that. Like I'm just a turtle. Like that's I my spirit. I don't know what you're talking about. Me too, uh, so quick. <laughs> And, like, I don't do mornings. I'm kind of nocturnal. It's a thing. But, um, so, like, I, the store closed at 5, and I was, like, ready by 4.30. And my mom's like, come on, let's go. You got to get over there to drop off your resume. My mom's peering in the window. I think Tammy was probably like, what is this crazy woman? I was hiding because I was, like, embarrassed because the door was locked. But my mom's, like, peering in. She's that person. I'm like, mom, don't be that person. She was in, I've worked for the post office for 30 years, but she was, like, you know, she was just trying to this get in. This is in the middle of the transition from her to us. Yeah. So, but, like, I didn't know any of that, right? right? So, like, I go, my mom went to go to this store, um, Skip Back Boutique, and the lady in there starts telling me that Tammy's closing because I guess she didn't know either. I don't know what she knew, whatever. And she was really sweet, and she set up this whole professional tarot card gig, like, ladies' night out thing, and so that happened, right? So that happened in February, because I didn't know, I didn't know you guys were there. I thought we she was closing. Really until the end, like right. So like that. No, no, no. And that twenty-eight days to get. Yeah, I thought. And then the pandemic hit. Yes. And so I had done. Um, literally, it was for Valentine's Day. That's when I did my gig at the Skip Back Boutique. I went to Nashville. I had been working. I ended up working at another metaphysical shop that did not work out because it was more of like an apothecary and things. I wasn't. I couldn't like really grasp like the. CDC, but like also like a ton of other herbs and it just wasn't like my strong points like my strong points are crystal and tarot and um so so yeah I long story short I <laughs> I parted ways with the other job right before the pandemic started so like now I don't have a job but the pandemic started I I ended up taking classes with the sage goddess and like devoting my energy to that and starting my business, my own little thing on Instagram, Cards and Coffee with Janine. So then, I don't know, I was on Facebook, Facebook, (laughs) in June, randomly, and I had fallen in love with this song, Oh Mother God, which came on today, by the way, while I was getting (laughs) it. I think it's called Oh Mother, anyhow, Tish, like, posted it as one of her Friday meditations, and I'm like, wait a minute, marry me? And, like, I don't know if I looked up marry me, I think I did, because something... Who knows what spirit, I guess, was like, I was like, you know, and I was like, just looking up the, um, all the metaphysical places. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you how I ended up on the Facebook page, but I typed in and I'm like, wait, 
this was just posted. I'm like, wait a minute, they're there. And at this point, it's June, and I guess you guys had just like legit reopened, reopened. reopened from the pandemic. So literally, at the, yes. I think it took me a month. And again, my mom is like to think too because she kept kicking me in the butt. She's like, Janine, why don't you go do it? I'm a really nervous individual. Like I. Now this is what makes this punchline yeah. even better because yeah. you were so nervous. I was so nervous. And so what happened when you walked in the front door? Did you have to give a big spiel or what? Happened? No. So like, yeah, well, so Tisha's like, anywho, um, I don't know. You'll have to tell me your perspective, but like, I was terrified and my mom's like, come on, Janine, you must not really want this. And I'm like, all right, so no, I do. So I walked in and I'm like, have my resume in my hand, but like, I, I don't think Tish could see it. I probably yeah. have it in a folder or something I like that. I didn't see you were done. And I'm like, <laughs> hi. And like, I, I was so excited, but I was like blushing. I like get really red when I'm nervous and things like that. And I was like, hi. And she's like, hi. And she's like, I'm a, I don't know how you said something like I'm a psychic reader. I and said I'm like, to you, I know you came in, you said, hi. Yeah. And I said, hi. I'm like, do you need a job? And you said, what? And I said, can you read tarot cards? And your mom's like, oh my God. Yeah, and I was like, that's and what I'm I was like, coming in to talk I'm to like, you we about. Need to talk. And then you're like, that's what I was coming in to do. And that's when I saw the envelope. I said, what's that? You're like, my resume. I'm like, forget that. I'm like, come over here. I'm like, can you read tarot cards? <laughs> and I felt bad because then when you told me you were so nervous and you didn't know how to approach me, and I literally just completely ruined it for you. No, <laughs> like, it you was just so great. And I'm like, here's a job. Just come over here. That like, was, it was so great. I needed that so at I'm that sorry, point. I'm sorry, built up to a big thing and I was just like, hi, you want a job? Right. Then my mom bought like half the store because she was just like, she was just like, oh my God, this is like so great. And I went home and I started like working on a resume because I thought that's what I was like, all right, tailoring my resume. And she was like, you sent a resume? Like, I was like, you got what with you? I'm looking at the emails. Somebody actually sent us a resume. Do we even have resumes? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm like, no, which is due. Yeah. Like, not really in this work. Literally at a crossroads. I was like, I was going to go back yes. to school and become like a vet tech because I was just like, I don't know, what else do Man. I like besides the laws, like animals, and I, you know, save all the animals in the world. So I'm like, that was literally where right. Pete and I were going with this. Is I was going to just start going. I was going to go back to college and get my. Uh, and we all ended tech, up at Mary and just, that, yeah, yeah, and that's and how then this all literally just yeah was like dropped in my lap, and I'm like, well, I guess this is the road this I'm taking. Where we're universe. And then, of course, I wasn't going to do it without my girls. No. And I'm like, you know, even no. though like Pete and I are like the signers, yeah, this is our shop. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I mean, he comes in once in a while, right? Chris or Chamberlain, he's usually like he's our IT guy. He's employee of the month. He's you know, like every month. Um, he's always here with us, keeping us trying to keep us in line. He's usually laughing at us. Yeah, laughing at us. Word. Um, which just honestly, most people do when they come in here. Um, I'm I'm like I just have to say it like I don't know I'm so nervous to hit the stop button on this because it's so epic I'm like terrified <laughs> um, my hand is like sweaty like if you <laughs> feel my phone right now but I did like so I kind of wanted to end end it on like you guys talking about like what you do and like what I your, do your gifts what like, do yeah, I your do your soul gifts your psych because like I just no, learned that the, the word is, psychic means we don't know what Kelly does in we the still shop. don't know what I do you but you but you clearly do I still see spirits and, and things like, like that I'm just here and I pay the bills you're the Virgo. You know what I realize is that there's always like an Earth sign. Like they make such good I think owners. Everybody kind of revolves around the Earth, like me. <laughs> well, I literally, like, I know, yeah. like, you know, it yeah. kind of works that way. But 
But so like all of these people who have come from my past or even people yeah. that I have met along the way have all been brought here for everyone. Absolutely. Here for it's all reason. connected. It's yeah. It's all meant to be like, you know, um having this business again, like, you know, my mom thought I was crazy, my brother a little bit I think thought I was crazy because mm -hmm. it's like you can't make a career or, you know, you can't make money off of like seeing dead people like and i'm like eh, well that's not, not totally that. true it's not and yeah i'm like and it's not even about the money i'm like i have right. an opportunity to educate and to help people yeah. who we didn't have growing up to let us yeah, you it's know community for us right. to let yeah. them know like, and i mean now that, okay that's where it gets like to be a funny man. one too because that was something when we opened up this place i insisted we had to have a sofa um i know it sounds bizarre i had to have a sofa and tea because I wanted people to be able to sit down and, and relax. And I like coffee. And yes. And, and we talked about that before. Yeah. Because you're, you're coffee and tarot. And I'm tea and cards. And I'm like, we've got that all mixed up. Yeah. But but still, we're here. Tish and tea. Tish and tea. I know. It goes tish together. Tish and tea. And, and, you know. And cards and coffee. Yeah. So that, that's where we're at. So, But I wanted something where people could come. And the books are my, my little baby in here. I make sure that the education stays. And that the books are here. And, and I take the time to talk to people. But what I, I do is, so I'm parakinetic, which is an old word. Um, I know not a lot of people use the, the PK or the parakinetic term, but I am a full psychic medium who can hear, see, and communicate with the dead. And I actually work with um, two spirit guides that have been with me since I was uh, four years old. Um, I've been able to communicate with them since I was five. And I discovered when I was about 11 or 12 that with a standard deck of um, playing cards that um, we can divine. Um, so that's kind of how I, I do my divination is through two spirit guides and a bicycle deck of playing cards. Now outside of my spirit guides and my deck of cards, I do get visions by touching objects and touching people. So cool. um, oh yeah! Oh, it's exciting! I know. I, know. I remember you wearing rolling the gloves. My eyes. Yes, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. My gauntlets are back here somewhere. I have. Um, you know, I keep, I do, I keep trying to keep my hands covered, um, you know, either in a pocket, like right now, like they're behind my head. As a matter of fact, I've been playing with my hair the whole time. Um, I, I love the pandemic the because I try to avoid people. So this has been great. Um, it's been <laughs> lovely for me, bit, but too. <laughs> you know, um, I don't have to shake hands with people. Everybody's getting elbow rubs, which is nice, but, um, it's something I've, I've been aware of ever since I was a kid that I can, um, see things in the future that I shouldn't be able to see mm -hmm. or that my conscious mind shouldn't be able to know. Yeah. And the boys, my spirit guides do help with that, mm -hmm. but it's something that I can do with or without them. It's just with them. It's, it's more enhanced. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um, you know, and like I always said, the cards help the buffer my energy. If I keep touching people, it really drains my energy fast. Yeah. Um, but the cards help the buffer that. That's so, so interesting because, like, I'm an empath. Like, so I'm like, like, would you say you're clairvoyant? Like, on yes, top yes, of like a yeah, bunch it would, of other it things. Would definitely be yeah. a form of clairvoyancy. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I use the old term parakinetic is because, not to be funny, I think it was a, no, a much better like term. It. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as yeah. we talked about paramour, right? Specific. Power meaning running alongside. Yeah. So I run alongside the natural energy. That's so and cool. that's what I do. I there is an energy here, and there's a presence here, and there's physical objects here. But there is a second and a third and a fourth energy that runs alongside that. And I can slip between those paths of energy yeah. much more easily than average people do. And I don't have to be dead to do it. And 
Yeah. That's, because that, that's, that's literally yeah. how you slip through the veil when you're do, dead or when you have a near-death experience. Do you, you see, like, it as a channeling, like, of um, In a certain sense, okay. yes. Yeah, sometimes dead entities will enter my body. Does that not freak, like, does that make you nervous? It tends to make you two more nervous because... I don't know. It would make me, me nervous. When it happened to me that right. night, when, so the house that we bought, it's haunted. Yeah, I'm afraid to go to your house because you told me about the baby stroller. Because I mean, as a side, I know what it's happened to you, but like Janine has seen it happen to me, and she's been like, "Oh my god, are you my purse? My yeah." Well, I can see like your face change, and it's like I've never ever seen that with anyone. So during during the COVID break, we were open for two weeks, literally, and then shut down for four months. So during that break is when I suffered my first concussion. Which was very severe. Mm -hmm. And then we bought this house in Harleysville in the middle of nowhere. And we are the second owners of the house. And the first owners, the wife passed away in In the the room that Tish sleeps in, by the way. She sometimes gets gets in the bed with me. Wow. It's a fun sleeper. Immediately we knew that someone was there Mm -hmm. and having Tish stay on the weekends because it's a lot easier to get back and forth to the shop than coming from Northeast every day Mm -hmm. is, you know, so she kind of draws it too. So Mm -hmm. it's like, we've, you know, we did all the staging and everything that you're supposed Uh, to do when you move into the house and, 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 you know, no furniture that we found in the house to be used until we stage, whatever. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. So we did everything the witchy way. No, well, not like that. And even just natural way for us. Right, exactly. The first thing you do is, you know, stage. Stage. Yeah. So, you know, and we're doing all this work on the house. Like Mm -hmm. the first year that we were there, I mean, we just did so much. And I think moving everything around and whatever. And stirred up a lot. Like one night, yeah. um, my husband was sitting on the porch, and I was at the kitchen door with it open, and we were having a conversation about something. And all of the sudden, out of nowhere, I start telling him, like, I'm now the woman who owned the house. She had come into me and has given me this vision. And so, like, in the middle of explaining something Whoa. to my husband, I just start saying, I'm walking down the steps. And I see my husband playing with my three daughters, and they're wearing matching flannel pajamas. And I see my living room with the same wallpaper that's on there now. This blue flowered wallpaper, and they have like blue shag carpets. And I'm describing this moment where she literally stopped, and her husband is on his knees, and he was a big man. Mm-hmm. And he had these overalls on, and he worked in the garage that he built on the property. And... He's on the floor playing with his daughters, and they're laughing. And this, she stopped and literally just took it all in and was giving it all to me. And I felt like I was home because for the first time, like, you know, I had just sold my house where I raised my kids. Right. And my husband and I went and bought this place together. And it was like Mm -hmm. she's sharing such an you know, an important moment in her life. Yeah. But I didn't even realize that I was telling narrating my it. husband Whoa. as this he is He was like narrating on. somebody else's and memory, basically. Yeah. This went on for like a good maybe five, six minutes. Yeah. And then I went back and I was like, so what do you think? Like went right back to like the, the topic that we were talking about. And Pete's looking at me because, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, you just told me this story, and as he's telling me the story, I'm thinking, oh, God, that really happened. I'm thinking, 
It was just it something. It was just a yeah. weird coincidence or whatever. And I said to him, I think from knocking my head around so much that maybe I let something in. And, you know, hmm. now I'm experiencing things in a totally different way yeah. than I had as a child. Yeah. And I Interesting. said, or just maybe I'm more open to it. Yeah. I don't know. And so maybe yeah, you I end up like receiving like, hands. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's Shirley. But then, ironically, when we went to settlement, we did I'm not. Sure Shirley meet is with... a dead woman in the house. Yeah, that's yeah. Shirley. Okay. We, we have gotten her down. Yeah. So when we settled on the house, no one showed up from the family. It was just the maybe it already agent. happens like in that moment, you know. And yeah, this yeah. was when because the, the kids are older than Pete and I even. Right. So huh. when we moved it, the day we made settlement, we get in and in the refrigerator, there's a bottle of red wine, a bottle of white wine, and there's a note from the oldest daughter saying, "We didn't know what you would like, but welcome Ooh, home I know and why. all this stuff." And I just got like, chills. It was the nicest <laughs> thing, and Pete and I were like, "Oh, these people are so nice. Oh, I wish I had God. a chance to meet her." Well, here, when we were cleaning out the garage, we found the father's, like, army papers and stuff that we thought was important. So we called her, Mm -hmm. we called our real estate agent to call her agent to get her information to say, listen, you want to come by and grab this stuff from your dad, about your dad. You don't want to get rid of it. So her and her husband decided to come up to the house. Oh, nice. And so this is our first meeting. But now we've been in the house a couple of months. Right. So now we have associate, We have figured out who Shirley was yeah. and her routine yeah. by midnight. If you're not out of the kitchen, <laughs> kitchen. dining room area, <laughs> my, husband, my husband likes to hang his pots and she likes to move them because <sighs> this is the time where she cleans the house. And mm. she also has a shuffle when she walks. And you can hear slippers. her with, like, the slippers on the floor. I feel like I remember you talking about that. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm telling her daughter, I said, listen, I don't want to freak you out or anything. I'll ask you a couple of questions. And I said, when your mother walked, did she wear these little slippers and, um, like, a pink robe <sighs> and have, like, a beehive hairdo? She's like, she had that beehive hairdo until she died. <gasps> and I said, okay, so who I've seen is definitely your mother. Mom. And then I'm well, like, that's so, and she's like, well, it's yeah. Don't believe, or you know, I do believe. I've never uh-huh. really experienced right. anything. So I said, "Well, listen, okay, let me Here explain we go. something. Mm-hmm. I'm Wiccan, and you know, I'm a little bit more open. My third yeah. eye's open, so yeah. I do see and hear. I said, and my sister, on the other hand, here is like completely seeing your mother. Um, my daughter even saw her through the phone one night, mm-hmm. standing at the top of the stairs, and was like, "Mom, there's a woman behind you in like a pink robe and." So I'm giving these descriptions, and literally the daughter is now tearing up in the driveway. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, you are describing my mother. And I said, and when she walks, did she, like, have, like, a a weird way of walking, like, almost like a shuffling noise? And she just was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, I can't believe you just said that. She said, my mother, before she passed, had gotten a double hip replacement. Oh, wow. And so literally... She started shuffling before she, and we gave it a name. We called it the Nana Shuffle. Uh huh. And I said, "Here's where it gets weird, even weirder." My grandchildren call me Nana. Oh. And so we, her and I, now yes. are like bonding in right. the driveway over literally her mother, who is Dang. still living in the home, even though she's right. dead. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm telling her things about her mother that. I couldn't have known. I didn't talk to this woman at some right. moment. I've yeah. never spoken to her before. Yeah. And she was just, her and her husband were like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, and did you have like a, it's a black cat 
with a little white patch, but not a tuxedo. <gasps> like a and, <laughs> and she goes, yeah. Oh my! And it was like your cat's it here just too. Kept going. <laughs> and so oh, now we have I figured know my cat out. Is too at our house. There's but... a piece of furniture that they left in the house that we use for our liquor cabinet. We have now figured that there must have been a recliner there that the mother sat on because this is where she always seems to be. Especially so Tish will leave, literally put a chair there for her to sit down. And you see, that's where I always see the cat, like by her feet. And it's just... I love it. I love cats. So she's usually just nothing. It was making me nuts. I started yeah, tucking so chairs underneath her. I'm like, she, I'm done. So now when we sit and watch TV on mm -hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, whatever... Tish will put a chair in front of the liquor cabinet for Miss Shirley to sit and, and be with us. And her son sat in it last weekend. And uh, you would have thought this woman was going to have a fit <laughs> and kill the poor boy. And when she's like, get out of the chair! You're, you're sitting on Miss Shirley! And he was like, and he was like what are you weird? And he's like, what? And I'm like, with the chair? And he's like, I don't know, it's a little cold here. And I'm like, because you're sitting on top of Miss Shirley. Would you mind moving? I don't know, it's a little cold here. That, exactly. I'm just like, That dude. was the response. It was like, Wow. Okay. Dude, it's a little oh more than a little God. cold. That's like a, some unfortunate dead woman you're sitting on top yeah. of right now. Like, but everything so that cool. I was able to tell the daughter, yeah. she literally left yeah. all her. And that's a gift. Like that like, is obviously. I think it. Yeah. She. I think. So when we were buying the house, they were being very particular. Yeah. To make sure that the people that would live there would make the memories that she had. That was the important mm. thing. Yes, and that was so. Big, yeah. We oh. had. A, I had sent about seventeen pictures of my family. Real life. Real life. Just interrupting. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, it's kind of perfect. It's a promotion. In the front of the register should be one of my business cards. Have her call my cell phone number. So that that's my daughter. That's yeah, Morgan. No, but she's such a help. I think that's cute. Yeah, no, that's like a cute. promo. She's my little buddy. Um, Promo. She's my evil mini me. That's what she is mm. in my phone. My evil mini me. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 you know, by the time she was like seven, started already like, you know, yep, changing her mind about <laughs> opening her mind to a whole new world of crazy sweeniness that you know you can only Not get even by being around Just crazy sweeniness. It, it, yeah, that's pretty much. I, well, that's the way to call it, I guess. I don't know. Well, I just, well, okay, so we're at 49 minutes now, wow. so I'm going to try to make it just like an hour tops, okay. Okay. but, um, the, well, I don't know. How do I want to end it? Well, I guess I'll just follow up with, like, I don't, my stories are not that interesting. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, there's one in college, like, I came across a, I experienced a ghost with a couple friends, and, like, you can look it up at Cabrini, now it's oh, a yeah, university. Yeah. Um, but like I had a whole experience there with ghosts, but I don't know if that was as much as like my psychic abilities as like when I feel like you say you don't believe in something, that's when they get pissed. And yeah, I've, I've had that um, happen. It was like a bunch, it was a couple of girls to me and two other girls were there. Like, um, we were in the mansion of, uh, Cabrini university mm -hmm. okay. and it was near Halloween. Not that that matters, but it really was near Halloween. Well, and yeah. yeah. And, um, 
everyone was like doing a scavenger hunt. It was for the radio station, which I worked for. Oh, cool. And um, so like they were all out doing the scavenger hunt and we were just supposed to be there. So when they got back, like that was like the base where they would turn in their stuff. And this one girl was saying how she didn't believe in ghosts. And we started talking about boys and ghosts because boys, <laughs> college, you know, yeah. and then ghosts because um, the history is that it was owned by the Campbell's Soup uh, guy <laughs> and yeah. his daughter had an affair with the state stable boy and she got pregnant and when he found out he went over to confront the stable boy she found out about that com- confrontation and she was so distraught that she jumped off the balcony um and died huh. with the child unborn so there's some heavy energy there yeah. and that was the story that was told and um anyhow so there had been a banquet we were like sitting in the foyer i guess it's called and like we we're looking into the banquet hall and so chairs were set up and there was like one chair that fell over boom <laughs> while we were talking and the one girl who didn't believe which i always did like i've always been right. interested went over and um was like looking around and then we just kept talking because i don't know why like i thought it was weird the chair was standing by itself and it went boom it like fell right down yeah I get used to and so like then yeah like so then but no but it got worse so she kept saying how she didn't believe and the whole fucking table the wooden t- oh shoot <laughs> the wooden table started moving and slamming against the door oh frame God. over and over and over again so we ran out screaming so that was like and <laughs> then like yeah and then I asked like the priest who lived there because even the college I went to was Catholic even though I started like a, a coven there and everything but um <laughs> somewhere in the books it's there celtic moon was my little first coven i think it was that was what we called oh, it cute. but yeah and then but um so like the next week i asked the priest i was like do you believe in ghosts and he's like oh yeah i call her penelope so like not you know i feel like spirituality like i feel like ghost runs the gamuts like it could it actually is. connect religion sure. but um religions yeah. But, um, and, um, uh, I was like, well, why didn't you come down the other night? Cause after we had run out, mm-hmm. um, we saw a shadow <laughs> in the window waving and I thought it was him cause he's the only one who lives there. And he's like, I wasn't on campus that night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well then, and that's when all the blood ran cold and I was like, well then who did we see in the mm-hmm. window? And like, it was just a shadow and I didn't think because I was so freaked out at the right. time. Can I hum. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, so but back to my psychic abilities. I'll I'll end on that. I'm clairsentient and so like I feel stuff and then I got real into the tarot. Um I, I like I said, I became friends with the girl, I worked at retail, it just kept piquing my interest. But yeah, the event in skip back was actually my first i think i said i had done a couple before that and i had for like friends and things like that but, but not, yeah. that was my first professional gig and then i worked at mary meet um for like i would say from june to like october and right. then my parents got really worried about the, the um the covid and i'm a you know i'm a cancer survivor so like we didn't know like what right. was gonna happen there was no vaccine yet so anyhow, I did get one more job at retail just to make sure. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, like, wanted to keep my hand yeah. in. I've taken, like, a bunch of classes with Athena now. Yeah. I'm, like, an alchemist, a spiritual alchemist. Let's see. I don't know. I have a bunch of things. But you guys should come down to marry me in Skip Back and uh, either get a tarot card reading with me or a psychic reading with Tish. Oh, and Amanda's also here. And Amanda, yes. our tarot card reader on Thursdays. Thursdays. Yes. I'm here on Saturdays, the first two Saturdays of the month i'll be here um and tish is here well whatever you need me so pretty much yeah yes. Saturday, Sunday, yes. most weekends i'm here 
Yeah, so we're going to be posting this, and um, we're really excited to continue this. Let us know what topics you want us to discuss, because that could that be fun. Be oh, yeah, so the last thing I want to end on no, yes. is we do have, yeah, there's that. We have an apothecary. We yes. have um, a lot of stuff here, and if you have any questions, we do classes in the summer. We're trying to do another one in the spring, and we're always here to talk. So, yes. apothecary, tarot reader, psychic, Yes, Kelly, but you don't know what Kelly does. I stand around and look And cute we're in the with cute little hair. green cottage it's... on the pike. Can... Yes. All right. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. Wait, the maximum recording time. Okay, we got to cut it off <laughs> now, guys. Bye bye. Bless it be. Bless it be, everyone. Bless it be. Bye bye. I didn't bring my computer, so I'm just like grabbing some stuff as we got one here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of The Ladies of Mary Meet Present. I'm your host, Janine Gibbons. <laughs> You can't even introduce yourself today. <laughs> no, I got it, right? That was, like, good. I don't know. But, um, so today we're going to be talking about Ostara. Um, it is also known as the spring equinox, and it means bloom, and that's kind of what's happening. Like, it's the beginning, official beginning of spring on March 20th, and so we're going to just go into, like, the meaning of it, some things you can do to celebrate, and it's going to be really fun. So, hi, Tish. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> hi. So, what are your... Perfect. What are your initial thoughts about Ostara? Um, what does it make you think of? What are the vibes? What's your favorite part of it? Rabbits. I, okay. <laughs> Did you say rabbits? Rabbits. Yeah. Bunnies. Because they're, like, the renewal and the egg. Like, I also found it really interesting um, when I was, like, researching... Because, like, I practice it, but I don't know. Sometimes I just like to research to, I don't know, find deeper symbolism that, like, all the overlaps between that and Easter. Are you well, familiar with that? Yeah, oh, am I familiar <laughs> okay, with it? Okay, I don't So, first of all, I, one little correction. I'm not going to, I will not say that it is uh, an overlap. Uh, or just that it, there is, is, like, overlap in symbolism well, it, that it, they stole. Right, but the problem I mean, is the overlap is not because of some weird coinkity. Right. <laughs> it's because the, the Catholic Church itself borrowed from mm -hmm. pagan traditions in the early part of the Middle Ages mm -hmm. when they were attempting to uh, Christianize Europe. Mm -hmm. So you had a period where Christianity became the norm Paganism became French in different cultures. And so in really a marketing campaign, when you want people to come into church mm -hmm. uh, over Yule, for example, right? So we have 13 days in Yule, and we're celebrating, and we're partying, and we're feasting. And all the Catholics want is one night, maybe two, Christmas mm -hmm. Eve, Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Just get out to church. So what do you do? Instead of putting bonfires out or, or, you know, carrying the candles to the village, you put candles in your window. And they changed the story that instead of carrying these candles to the bonfire mm -hmm. to, to reawaken the earth, now you're putting candles in the window to guide Mary and Joseph on their way to Jesus' birth. So they flip the narrative, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you get to a holiday like Ostara, mm -hmm. what you have in this case is... Um, it is the first, or the second, rather, spring uh, ritual, uh, depending on what type of paganism you follow. It's either the birth of the king um, comes back again, or it can be seen as the rebirth of the goddess reawakening in the spring. Mm, Some like people that. see it as the beginning of their courtship, that the god was okay. born at Embolk, yeah. 
Yeah. And they finally kind of met eyes and they're all like, woo! Because we're we're coming. Yes, because now we're coming up to June where, Mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be some raucous sex going on. And I know I just said that out loud, but <laughs> no, um, I feel like it's yes, good. Yes, you're yes. allowed to on anger. So, I checked. That's what we're going. So <laughs> yes, so we're talking about I that. I think you don't get shadow banned. For okay, that. but then again, I don't know because I probably I'm not going to get banned. too deep into divine sexuality here. But so this is what austera oh. kind of comes into, and mm-hmm. so the the symbolism for um, your pagan groups throughout mm-hmm. Europe are things that show rebirth. It is the crocus bursting up through the snow, right? Yeah. Um, there are violets that seem to grow out of little spongy moss out of the ground. Yeah. And they also come popping up out of this wet earth. Yeah. Um, you see things, obviously, like um, tulips that just seem to kind of, they're terrible looking like pods, and then they bloom. But then you have things like rabbits. You have yes. dragonflies, uh, mayflies, right? Yes. So... That kind of imagery, um, eggs, yes. all comes uh, from yeah, this kind of rebirth. It has absolutely yeah. zip to do with Jesus mm-hmm. dying on the cross. There were no chocolate rabbits <laughs> on Golgotha when Jesus was executed. <sighs> and, and, and I'm not Wait, no. dumping on their religion right. because, again, that is incredibly powerful that somebody... Right. Walked to their death. I know. And accepted. I love, I mean, I'm a, a fan of Jesus. I am a fan I'm of a JC. I absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to dump on his work. And it's just one of these things yeah. where it takes a great deal of courage. Yeah. Of your faith and of your conviction to accept a death like that, because yeah. in the words of Monty Python, crucifixion's a dawdle. Um, it can take hours or days depending yeah. on the heat and your own body <clears throat> physiology. Oof, it is I'm not pleasant. It's like... actually asphyxiation oh, yeah. over a like, slow period your, of time. Like, lungs fill up with like, you do because the way you're yeah. stretched in crucifixion, your diaphragm can't expand. Oh. So every time you inhale, you're actually killing yourself. Because oh, when you gosh. inhale, if everyone does that, they inhale, your diaphragm goes up. And because your body weight is now forcing it down, it can never fully expand. So now you're stuck in these repeated short breaths until you literally cannot catch a breath and then asphyxiate. So it's an extremely slow, torturous method of death, and it's why they kept it for traitors to the Roman Empire. And he was executed as a traitor because there was no rules against other religions in the Roman Mm -hmm. Empire. This is part of the oh. fall of paganism and the fall of the Roman Empire. Okay. You could be any religion you wanted. If you wanted yeah. to worship the toad next door, <laughs> that was on you. Right. But you were still expected to go to the national temples oh. and pay your respects to Mars if there was a war on. Or to, um, I'm trying to think of some of the others, a Hestia <laughs> as a married woman. Yeah. You know, you were expected yeah. after your marriage to go to the temple of Hestia and ask for a good married life. Um, And they didn't care if you were a Christian at home, if you followed the Celtic pantheon. They didn't care what you did as long as you followed the national religion. The the Christians refused to accept the national religion. And then they started becoming conscientious objectors, and Mm. then they didn't want to go to war, and they didn't want to worship Mars. Mm. And in a warlike military state, this was becoming increasing problems. Anyway, back that, to Astera. Yeah, that right. was, no, but that was all so, really interesting. That was cool. That's, yeah. this is the weird We're part. Cool, so now you want people yeah. to acknowledge mm-hmm. Jesus rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get into that because mm-hmm. our God rises from right, the dead. Right, 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 right. You know, our goddess is all about new life. Yeah. I'm sleeping right now. 
Right, no, it's like, right, right. Earth is sleeping. So, is yeah. sleeping. so right. this is the whole I thing. I can get JC popping out of a rock, out of a tomb, right? <laughs> like, as a pagan, this this does mesh together. Yeah. You know? It does. The, the local There's priest the wants me to believe the resurrection that a god comes out the of earth. the earth and yeah. is reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eggs are laid. And right. The grass yes. Is green. green. And, right. Yeah. You know, the air but so those symbols, fresh. though, are right. kind of pagan in right. nature. Right. They, 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 they're yeah. kind of, they are. Well, they are. And yeah. so yeah. where it kind of becomes weird is as time goes on, that idea of um, the egg and the tomb mm-hmm. being intertwined. And that idea of Jesus mm-hmm. um, being seen as a hare, um, as seen as a rabbit. You'll see this in um, the Celtic, um, oh my God, I've got the key row page stuck in my head in the Book of Kells. Uh-huh. You see the iconography is incredible when you look at medieval manuscripts. Mm-hmm. About 90% of them were done by Irish monks because they were really good at their illuminated manuscripts. Yeah. And you see these, these images, the bee for Jesus. Okay, busy as a bee, but it's because they go into the hive, they come out of the hive, and there's that golden life-giving honey, and they pollinate flowers. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's Jesus, okay? Dragonflies emerging from the water. Yeah. These beautiful wingspans. They go in as a larva, they come out as these beautiful dragonflies in spring. Total transformation. Butterflies. Yes. Into a chrysalis, they emerge. These are all these symbols that that pagans have used that Christians are now jumping on and they're leaping on. And you start finding them in these older manuscripts and you Mm -hmm. see these illuminations and these metaphors for Jesus. By the time you start moving into the Victorian age, Victorian age was definitely all about gift giving. If they could give you something, you came to somebody's house, uh-huh. this is where party favors come from, the oh. Christmas crackers, you know, the little twist yeah, tie yeah. pops, and this is kind of the beginning of the Easter egg basket. What better way to honor your Christian faith and your Christian friends than to invite them over and hand them over yeah. an egg nest? Yeah. <laughs> an egg nest. But you can't eat the eggs. So they would make chocolate eggs and jelly beans started out egg-shaped. And this was a way of showing your Christianity in a basket. It was was actually a nest. I never knew that. Yeah, the handles came later, but the nest part with the candies that you could eat that represented that new life. I like it. That represented that rebirth. And so that was where the modern celebration and where exactly the egg hunt itself came from, I'll have to tell you, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, I know here in the U.S. we've done like an egg roll on the White House lawn. Yeah. Going back to to the turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah. My family does an egg hunt. So So it's, you know, it's a thing. I host it now every year for my family. But that's... That seems to be more of like an Americanism, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure if somebody wants to yell at us on on Instagram about this. Oh, well, they maybe later know, in the comments. Yeah, comment about it. That, that would be so. awesome. <laughs> yeah, but up in the, up until I'll we get to the Victorian area, I understand but, where it came from. Yeah, and so it became safe that yeah. you could be pagan. Yeah, and then you could go out. On, on Easter morning, mm-hmm. again, your brand new outfit, your Easter outfit's important because it shows you're now cloaked in the, in the glory of Christ. 
Uh-huh. Right? So that that was the reason for the white clothes. Yeah. Uh, it's a crack oh, up for yeah. pagans. We white usually see white sense. as being, yeah, we usually see white as being death, not birth. But you, Oh, yeah, you were yes. saying that the other so, day. So, ha, huh, that's a funny one for the Christians, but they wear yeah. white to show that they've been reborn, okay. cleaned of all their sins. Yeah. So it was a day you could go out in a new outfit with the new symbolism. And you you could pass out your flowers and your eggs that were highly decorated, which is a pagan thing. Yeah. But now it symbolizes Jesus emerging from the tomb. Yeah. And it was okay to now celebrate with my family. Yeah. And if that meant you went to church for an hour and then you went home and lit that bonfire, (laughs) that that was also okay. And that was pretty well fine until... About the 1300s, I think it was about the 1300s, it was Pope Urban, if I remember correctly, is the one that um, started the no. Inquisition. Oh, gosh. And, and tried to root, out it, it, root it out as a heresy. And that was when Christianity completely overtook um, paganism. Because now it became illegal. And women were barred from colleges and universities, so now it made midwifery um, and medicine women yeah. completely outlawed. Because if a woman couldn't get a degree to practice medicine or childbirth or law, then that was a real problem. Yeah. Um, and so, again, it spills back over into Ireland where you still have um, the Brians and you have the old laws there, the Brahanic okay. laws, where what I do as a Shanaki, being a storyteller, would uh-huh. have been outlawed because my family is descended from Brians. We would have heard legal cases. Um, I would have been there to talk to people and give them the herbs they needed to Uh heal themselves and to talk about their history and their folklore and teach these things. Wow. The only problem is I didn't go to school. I wouldn't have been allowed to go to school at this time frame. That makes me a heretic, and that means I'm not allowed to teach. I'm not allowed to sit in law cases. And so, yeah. yeah. And so that was a problem. But the Celtic church stayed very pagan and very separate from European, yeah. from the Roman Rite, I should say. So there's there's the Eastern Rite, okay. which is the Russian Orthodox okay. yeah. Church that stayed very old school, like yeah. Jesus Christian. Yeah. And then there's the, the Latin or the Roman Rite that kind of less strict than the Eastern Orthodox mm-hmm. and nowhere near as relaxed as the Celtic Orthodox. Yeah. And eventually the Latin Rite became the dominant. Um, it completely overpowered the Celtic Rite, uh-huh. and the Eastern Rite is still there, mm-hmm. but not in significance compared to the Latin Rite. Yeah. So with the Celtic Rite, we lost female priests. <sighs> we lost, um, yeah. Me. I mean, the Bridget of... Saint, Saint Bridget makes me want to cry. <laughs> right. But Bridget of Kildare, Saint, yes, Saint Bridget... I was just going to say, like, okay, an embolic... Is, right, so she yeah, is that, very intertwined with Breach, yeah. the goddess of embolic. Okay. And... She was ordained a bishop yeah. in the Latin Rite. Yeah, she's the only one. Like, so the Catholic Church has not been able to erase that. Yeah. She is still the only Bridget. female bishop of Bridget. Kildare. <laughs> yes, she was an archbishop yeah. in her own right and had her own monastery that was both male and female. And they can't eliminate it. Now, there's other female priests yeah. and there were other female bishops. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they've tried to kind of brush it under the rug. But... Being ordained at that point and being um, canonized a saint, yeah, they kind of couldn't ignore that she went to Rome yeah. as a priest uh-huh. and was canonized as an archbishop. Wow. And they can't 
take that away anymore. Yay. So I know, yay. But it's interesting because yeah. her story mm-hmm. is so intertwined with M. Volk, and from M. Volk it goes right into Ostera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love M. Volk, actually. So I, I love her. I love yeah. Bree. She's one of my favorite goddesses. So um, who is, like, cool. so I've heard of Bridget, but I, is Bree, like... So B-R-I, Fada, that's the accent over it, D, okay. is the Irish name. Okay. But they, I don't even know how the English got Bridget out of Breach. I guess they heard the G at it and they added a T. I don't know what the so English were doing. Interesting. But it's pronounced breach. Breach. Okay, so okay. it's pronounced breach. And it's B R I with the accent D. Breach. Okay. Yeah. But the English variant is Bridget. Bridget. Got you. Okay. So oddly enough, Saint Bridget, her yeah. feast day's February first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Breaches Embulk falls between the first and the second. Yep. How oddly convenient. Yeah. Um, both of them are about um, smithing, uh, literature, uh, mental oh, illumination. Both of them are in that one. Yeah. Uh, St. Bridget is always seen with some sort of flame. It's yes. important to note that Breach is the goddess of Celtic yes. um, copper metalwork. Yes. So she's a forging goddess. God. So how unusual I that know. is that... It kills me that, like, all the... Right. All the... Right. I guess not overlap, but just borrowing. That, yeah, the that's borrowing. why I had to correct you with the word overlap. No, yeah, it is not overlap. I was trying to be gentle, but I'm not gentle. I, I can't but, be gentle. Weird. I don't know what part of me it is. I do really feel like I'm being affected by Pisces in my. I don't know. I know, and you don't want to rock a boat. Yeah, I. It's not like See, me. I'm, an I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm going to rock a boat. Yeah, but I mean, I like. But that. that's, that's that's one of the cool things that I like about Ostera. Yeah. And what I what I really do enjoy is when I see um, good Christians running around making up Easter baskets for their kids. Yeah, like it's all great. Like I I have like no problem with that. Like I, I feel like we should just go back thing, to having no problem with people's traditions. No, I, and you know, and I'm absolutely yeah. with you on that because yeah. you know the idea of the the Catholic tradition of visiting three churches, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't have to be Catholic. Yeah. I think is absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's Talk cool. about I never understanding. Even heard of that tradition. Yeah, it's supposed to help you understand your neighbors. Oh, I like and that. And they encourage you to yeah. go outside of the Catholic faith. Uh huh. And it's interesting because I was never taught that. Yes, and I've done that um, more in my teen years, but going to like a Lutheran church, yeah. going to a Baptist church, yeah, um, Methodist church, and and going outside of that, mm-hmm. um, the Catholics still push, uh, especially for the priests, to call thirteen members of the congregation up and wash their feet. Thirteen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's the it's um JC's number or twelve members because the priest would be number thirteen. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole other side topic. We got to talk about yeah. thirteen. At some point. I was just like, well, isn't that how many people are in a coven? There is. How many lunar cycles there are? Oddly oh, yeah, enough, there is technically thirteen houses yes. in the zodiac, but yes. everyone always eliminates the thirteenth. Yeah. They've that, rediscovered it. They're trying to put it in yeah, there, but I'm not happy. They about always it. do. Well, because and I would be it. I would be that like weird one. Yeah, you'd be. But the it weird changes one. every everything, yes. yeah. so everyone would be something different. But, but yeah. yeah, Jesus, they're in order to achieve um, anything. Yeah. Uh, JC and the boys had to be thirteen, and when That's Judas Iscariot so turned on them. They still had to find a thirteenth before Pentecost Sunday. Uh, like, could you have been my religion teacher, please, and thank you? Like, what? So the it's heck? an interesting. No thing one has that ever number. interested me that much in like eighteen minutes. So think about that number. In my whole yeah. freaking cast. Yes. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So Although, it's also kind and, of interesting too, because when you look at Jesus's words, he said, "Whenever anyone gathers in my name, yeah, um, you know, things can happen this yeah. way." 
and from a rabbi that I actually studied with, mm -hmm. according to the rabbi, the number is 13. Um, there had to be at least 13, which is a break from Judaism, yeah. where I believe it's 10. Yeah. Um, you need 10. Okay. And then a rabbi would make it 11, but it's interesting because it's still an odd number. Yeah. And women are still technically included, but we do that for Shiva. Yeah. Uh, you need a minion, and okay. a minion's 10, I believe. Interesting. Um, yeah. I'm only quasi-Jewish. I'm Jewish ethnically. I don't practice, and my grandfather converted to Judaism for his wife, so I've I have sat shiva for that reason. That's cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's really and, cool. And it's interesting because what I love about Judaism is that they have hung on to their um, pagan-like traditions. There's quotes going here, guys. Pagan-like traditions. There's quote marks. Air quotes. Um, air quotes. <laughs> for, um, after being with, I believe, being in Egypt for so long. Okay. And so you see this, these leftovers. Yeah. And certain things, a certain number is needed for prayers. There's still the Kabbalah. Doesn't that feel like this? Like, also, okay, so this is another, I don't know what the word is, borrow, overlap, but like, doesn't that seem like a spell? Like, doesn't does. a prayer and does. a spell also seem the it same? Is. <laughs> it it like, absolutely, it so absolutely just, is. And, and you just want to yeah. call it whatever you want to call exactly. it. Exactly. You know? I remember yeah. when, I, when I graduated with my master's, I, um, I go to a Methodist university and, and I'm sitting there in the first row and they started praying the Our Father. Well, mm -hmm. I pray the Our Mother. Mm -hmm. So I've got my own version of this prayer, like but I will pray it out loud. Yeah. Um, even though I replace the words, Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be her name. Her kingdom come, her will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, so that is, Love and, I, and I, re I replace it all with her. But I also pray with my hands open, which is yeah. a pagan thing. Yeah, like but I have also seen some of the old school Catholics do yeah. this and Christians do this. So I'm in this row, and we're praying, and I've got my hands up, and I get this elbow next to me. And I look over, and she goes... Why aren't you folding your hands? And I'm like, I'm raising energy in yeah. prayer. Yeah, you're like, why should I mode. control and contain my energy? Why not give it up to the divine? Yeah. Next thing I know, my entire row is now hands Leader. up. You know, by the time we get yeah, troublemaker. By the time we got done graduation and we did our closing prayer, I've got my entire row going hands up, and I'm I like, yeah. So oh, it was man. pretty funny. It's tw it's um. Should I? Should we? No, 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 no. Keep I going. Twelve and three. Go open the door. I have. Let them in. I have one more question. Is there people at the door? Probably. It's Sunday. <laughs> um. So, okay. Well, actually, maybe not one more. But my other question is just random. What are your thoughts and feelings on Alice in Wonderland? Because oh my because, god. Because like, and the link to Austere because I never realized. Well, okay, maybe there is. There's a lot. Obvious, there's, no, but, there's there is some links to Austere. Yeah. So one thing that a lot of people like to um. There's well, there's two things that people like to get um, Lewis Carroll on. Um, he had a very odd fascination with Alice Liddell. And I'm Who's not Alice Liddell? The, the child that Alice has written about. Oh, um, God. There oh, were no. two, three sisters all together. Um, it's going to be creepy. Uh, he ha yes, there is. Oh, he sure. had a um, close relationship with the family, and he would often um, photograph the children. But he did, at the time, in the Victorian era, what was called fantasy art, so he would um, pose them in kind of odd outfits, and then he would go back later and paint in, like, fairy wings and things like that. Oh, right. But some of those pictures taken out of context look very nymphette Ooh, um, and yeah. very pedophile-ish. Yeah. And, no, that just and so Yes. And so it's really kind of a problem when oh, you no. get into these pictures and in his relationship yeah. with the Liddell sisters. Um, and then... 
the other thing people get him on is that, just like me, he has epilepsy. And so he would, um, being a mathematician, mm -hmm. he would often admit that after a seizure, um, very times, many times after a seizure, you have a hard time speaking or even seeing clearly. Mm -hmm. And he would start writing down, but a lot of times he would see numbers or letters look like they were falling out of the sky. Wow. So in Alice in Wonderland, the cards... Um, oh, the books spill their letters, the cards drop yeah, out. Yeah, it's like where the magic comes from, kind of. So a lot of people have tried yeah. blaming that it really wasn't like an original story. It was some sort of weird, like, seizure. Challenge and I'm like, like I'm like, dude, I'm like, wherever Who you got it from, I don't care. It, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, um, I just thought it was interesting because I don't even know what made me think. Of like, oh, the, the rabbit? Well, yeah, the rabbit. And the hole. And, yeah, the flower, like the flowers talking to her yeah. and just... I don't know. I, I just started thinking about all sorts of weird things. Yes. It. Like, I was like, you know who also wears blue and white? Dorothy. Dorothy. And, yeah. like, they're always linked together. Right. Like, what well, is... Well, it, it is also know, very but... interesting. Um, predominant color that we've always seen on, on the Mad Hatter. Uh-huh. Here's, okay. here's a Q&A. Like His color... Purple. I mean, in almost every cartoon, almost every movie, almost every colored illustration... They're, they're, you're right with pink. They oh. usually see pinks or purples, uh -huh. which is a spring color. Yeah. But what's okay? What's the color of his hat? Everyone's missing the obvious here. Red? No. Purple. Green. Green. Okay. Because shoot. Of, of I was gonna say green, green because, because like of, of yeah. So mercury is right. Johnny's okay. eye contacts, yeah. right? They're like a yellowy green color. But most often you see green. It's usually a yeah. green overcoat okay. or a green hat. Yes, yeah, something green. One, because of the copper, that's why mad, That's why hatters went mad. They would keep their felt in their mouth uh -huh. to keep the felt wet. Mm -hmm. And it was loaded with copper. Oh, and so copper tends to get like a golden green hue. But it makes you go nuts. Man, yeah. as a hatter is where that term comes from. Oh my god! But the interesting thing she that you I'm gonna have to like well, go I back teach, and listen to this. Like mind blown right now. I also just teach like, Victorian can lit. You just teach me everything. <laughs> so Victorian lit's the other thing that I teach. Uh -huh. So what's interesting is Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Mm -hmm. Okay, Guinevere's in blue. The knights in green. Okay. Peter Pan and Wendy. Wendy's in a blue nightgown, Peter Pan's in green. This is just okay. like too much for me. Here brain. it goes. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. You have the scarecrow is in a green tunic with gold leaves. Yeah. And Dorothy's in blue and white. You have Alice in blue and white. Yeah. And you have the Mad Hatter yeah. in greens and gold. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It comes up repeatedly. And yeah. where that comes from is what are Breege's colors? Big reveal, folks. Breach's colors are blue. blue and, and she wakes up the green man in spring. Oh, mind blown. No, listen. Like, all I through Victorian literature. To listen to this I know. If like, this like, gets messed up, I can't handle the pressure of hitting the stop button. I, I just have to say, like, this, I'm this sweating. This is literally throughout <laughs> everything. <laughs> and, and not to be funny, but if we're going to be serious about this, the color always attributed to the Blessed Mother, to Mary of Nazareth, is blue. Yeah, at one yeah. point is that blue. Line, I went there too. Blues. And married to a carpenter. Right. And married to a carpenter, right? Yeah. Who deals with wood and green things. Uh-huh. So not to be funny, this yeah. idea of a puritanical virginal female. Yeah. Usually in blue. Yeah. Completely coincides always with a more worldly, more knowing male in greens and golds. Mm. It is over and over and over again, yeah. but you see it most predominantly in the Victorian period. 
and that, in a really weird way, is because mm-hmm. of of England, because of what they called the Hanoveran Dynasty, came right before the Georgian period. Okay. Um, the Hanoverans is actually Queen Victoria's the end of it. Okay. They were German. That sounds fun to say. And it doesn't Hanoveran. I, I know. know. My mom's always saying Hanover. I A N Hanoveran. Yeah. They were German. Yeah. They literally ran out of royals. My mom's always saying it. Yeah. But <laughs> they ran out of them twice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, twice, not once, but twice, they ran out of English royals. Yeah. So Queen Victoria I mean, finally so started having kids and yeah. started a, a new Victorian dynasty in right. England. Yeah. And that was great. Until we got up to King George, uh-huh. and we ran out of more royals, and they had to go back to the Mountbatten's in Germany again. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. yeah. So Elizabeth is the end of the English line from her grandmother, uh-huh. and she ended up marrying her cousin, who was from the Greek and German line, from the same line. He's her cousin? Prince Philip, he yeah, was, was her, her, third, her, her third cousin. Her cousin, second cousin. That's shocking. Yeah, but, but yes. Yeah. Same from Queen Victoria. Uh-huh. But they literally twice... In a 200-year period, ran out of English people to rule the throne. Wow. So, yeah. So, and it, it's a German line. And that's why he dropped, um, he changed the name from the German to the, to an English Mountbatten. Uh-huh. Windsor and hyphenated it. Yeah. Um, so that the Windsor English was right. what you would remember last. Yeah. And then anglicized the German name. Interesting. Okay. But in the Hanoveran dynasty, being German, yeah. they brought that with them. They brought the Tannenbaum, yeah. the Yule tree. Yeah which is now our Christmas tree. Right. They brought um, a lot of these traditions. Now, yeah. Victoria's the wackadoodle. I love her dearly. That's the middle name of my cat. Wackadoodle? No, Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> okay. I'm like, you named your cat wackadoodle? I'm like, that's awesome. No, no, no. Buffy Victoria. After Buffy a vampire Victoria. slayer and a queen. And a queen. That's always happened. But Queen Victoria wore white in her wedding. Oh. Blue was the traditional color for weddings, was blue. Yeah. Here we go again. The blue and the green. Yeah. Um... Which and then makes me think Ireland's national color, you know, is actually blue. Um, it is. It's actually blue. It's St. Patrick's blue, and green is just something dingus that people just associate because the island's so green. The original flag is blue. The green, white, and gold uh-huh. flag or orange, depending yeah. on what side of the continent you're on, the island you're on, started in 1916. Green for the native island, white for the peace between them, orange for the orange men. That came into the north. Okay. But the national color of Ireland is blue. (laughs) So interesting. So again, the whole island is actually blue and green. Here we go back to the version in the green man. It it somehow ties back into it. Really macro out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The world. The world is blue, blue and green. And green. I'm the world sorry. is blue just, and green. No, you're absolutely and like no, you're the blue absolutely is right. like the sea. So that's the feminine. That's and the feminine and the, the land is the green is the male. Okay, wow. Yeah. And so how yeah. I don't know, we go in ancient aliens, but how did people years ago know? <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean just even on the ground you can look at it and yeah. it's blue and green. Yeah. Um and it's there. And so it comes up repeatedly, yeah, those two colors people. interplaying with each other. But yeah. when, when the Hanoveran dynasty came into England, yeah. they brought all these pagan Teutonic German traditions with them. Uh-huh. And the Easter tradition was huge Yeah. Um, with them. And so as a result, this idea of these giving these egg baskets in the Victorian era, giving these, these eggs, yeah. these nests was a huge thing. Now, she's a wackadoodle, like I said, because she wore white at her wedding. Mm-hmm. She wanted to stand out from everybody else because it was tradition that you wore your best dress. Yeah. And traditionally, your best dress was your wedding dress. And traditionally, your wedding dress was blue. So if the bride's wearing blue and all of her friends are wearing blue because they're all married, right. it was a sea of blue. 
and being a queen, she was like, up that, yeah, like she's like, that. I want to stand out in white. <laughs> yeah. And it was a little shocking to some people because, again, white was the color of death. Right. It's, but, and even for Catholics, it was baptism. Yeah. It's communion. Yeah. It's confirmation. Yeah. It became marriage because of Victoria. It wasn't because of marriage. And it was death. Yeah. So it used to be the four universal sacraments. Yeah. You, you wore your um, alba when you became a priest. The white went on first. Mm -hmm. And if you took um, orders as a nun, mm -hmm. the white goes on first. Mm -hmm. Weddings still were not white until Victoria. Mm -hmm. But now, yes, all Catholic yeah. um, sacraments, mm -hmm. white. White. So, in, well, I mean, the only thing I can think there to, like, that's interesting is, like, you know, I always think of the death card in the tarot right. as, like, the rebirth card. As the rebirth. So right. but that's why the Catholics work. use it. it yeah. it's, so we're pagans. We see yeah. it as a symbolism of death. Yeah. They see it as it is death, but you're being reborn yeah. into Christ or yeah. unto Christ. So that's how they see it. Yeah. You know, at communion, you're taking that first sacrament. Right. You're being, at, at, at baptism, you're being born from your mother and being cleansed. Yeah. Communion, you're entering into that, that commitment. Yeah. By the time you reach confirmation, you're now a soldier for Christ. You're now Dang, being I've reborn never into heard that. It like that. Yeah, that's what confirmation is. It's, a, it's soldiering. Wow. Yeah, that you're now a full yes. member of the church. Yeah. And then if you take orders... The white goes on again yeah. with the black laying on top of or the brown or the blue, depending on your order. Mm -hmm. And then uh, marriage would be that in-between if you're not taking holy orders or holy vows. Yeah. And then at death, where finally the body is being shed to now be reborn mm -hmm. into everlasting life. So they're using yeah. it in a similar way that we're using it. Yeah. Again, and yeah. then there's just one more color thing, and then I'll ask you my last question. Um, the black... Yeah. You know, so like that the priests put over the black and yeah. then witches get... Get dumped on for it. Yeah, and like I feel like, what do you think black is? Is that like a symbol of power? It is a symbol of okay, power. Okay, that's so, what I see it So too. one of the things too is two colors in particular, purple and black, oh, um, are purple. very difficult yeah. to get naturally. It takes a lot of pigment or special pigments to get those two colors. Hmm. Um, purple does occur naturally in flowers in nature. Yeah. Black doesn't. Um, black in nature is usually a deep red or a deep purple that our eyes have been tricked into thinking is black. So as a result, in order to maintain black clothing, mm -hmm. it usually means you're not working. <laughs> it usually means that um, you know you, you're kind of being kept away from the world because the sun will 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 lighten it up. Out being a witch. <laughs> right. So right. So yeah. for witches that mostly work at night or yeah. work at lunar cycles. Love me. Okay. And yeah. for elderly uh -huh. in mourning. Okay. Because you're not really going you're out like dating. Solid. Yeah, right. Right? You're supposed to be hanging out in yeah. mourning. And for priests and nuns that are supposed to be hidden away from the world. Yeah. And they're, but priests, again, are supposed to be interacting with this, so it kind of gets to be an odd yeah. thing. But that was the reason um, for the black. So it is a symbol of power. Yeah. Um, and, like, solitude. Right, and solitude. Yeah. That's why, like, at Renfair, you're never supposed to wear purple at Renfair because it's, it's stating that you're a royal. Oh. And then you could upstage, um, you know, Gloria. Uh, I have to tell you a story Elizabeth. about the Ren Fair. I, I so, probably already did. So there's but, yeah. that. But yeah, so that's the reason for the black. I'm the Ren Fair just to piss them off. Oh, oh I know. I know somebody else who did it too. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I don't. Um, I. <laughs> you heard it here uh, first. Yeah. So one of the weird things, like I like going yeah. for Irish Week at Ren Fair. Yeah. And I will not curtsy to the Queen, but I will bow. 
<laughs> I will I will bail to honor her because I'm in her country, technically at the Pennsylvania Ren Fair, folks. You are back in Murray Old England in the 1600s. Um, so I will bow. I will nod my head to her, but I will not go into a full curtsy. I will only go into a full curtsy for another male. I bow on you. Yeah, you bow. Yes, it's all. But yeah, so when a. Yeah. Should I? Yeah. This is mine. Yeah, usually people go down. So yeah, it's a whole. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I and don't I will know. not. But you're daring to wear purple. I will not I will. wear purple. That's, I will. But um, I always wear purple. So, final question: How do you like to celebrate? I feel like Kelly hasn't babbled once. This is this is okay. Like we can. Well, no, we, we, we started a good conversation yesterday that I kind of want to just like end with tonight okay. or today. Okay. Okay. About. But I also like want to ask you how you practice Ostara okay. like today too. So just remind. Oh, me. okay. So us. Yeah. Do you want that question? Is that your last question? You That's my last question. It's mead okay. in horns with a fire, and there's usually <laughs> a big ass fire because my husband and her husband just like blow torches get involved. They put Love like bureaus on yeah. the fire pit, and like yeah. you know, the next thing you know, like my couches are going to start coming out of the house because we need wood. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I mean, yeah. Ostara is like, I mean, I think for our coven, like most of our celebrations, we do gather together as many of us that we can get together as close as we can to the Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Um, we always have a ceremonial dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my magical cooking. I'm trying to teach her husband, Pete, how to do that, how to select the herbs and foods. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she's teaching Pete because Pete's the cook. I don't, yeah. I don't even enter my kitchen. Yeah. yeah I don't I'm know where the cups cook. are. Yeah. So he I'm trying to show him things. how to so pick like the he, herbs. She's and... making him a kitchen witch. Yeah. Like and I'm yeah. like, that's awesome because yeah. now I'm getting what I need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like yeah. teach him how to make the Sabbath cakes. Yeah. Those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even because I'm ungardenerian. Yeah. So like for us making it's like a spiced fruited Ooh. cake. Into um, it. I that, love yeah. Because as a matter of fact, cake. no, she probably did last year. I brought them in in loaves, and I was handing out oh. little loaves to oh, people. Was here last year. She or, wasn't here. Maybe not for Salwyn. No, no, she wasn't here. You have yeah. to have one of Tisha's Sabbath okay. cakes. Yeah. I want. Now that. my son, who is so picky, yeah, will eat an entire because she makes them in like the little mini, mini tins. I'm really like, excited. Mini okay. And my son, I mean, he'll eat anything, but he's like. It's cold or what? I'm like, it's a Sabbath cake. Yeah. And he's like, you're supposed to take a slice and think of somebody who's passed on or yeah. think of. And he just like yeah. sits there oh. and eats like the whole thing. I'm like, did you enjoy that? Like, yeah. you just totally missed the whole point of what that was. Yeah. So it's somebody who passed that you're supposed to. Yeah, usually to eat. when you cut into a Sabbath cake, you're supposed to reflect on the holiday, on somebody who's gone on. on. It, it's meant to be a magical remembrance, is what it's okay. supposed to be. So it's Salon in particular, it's really meant to be. Yeah. You have to remember somebody who passed on. For yeah. the rest of the Sabbaths, it's a way of celebrating and connecting with the deities, mm-hmm. but absolutely remembering somebody who passed on while you're celebrating the Sabbath and can't be there. Yeah. Um, so ancestor worship is definitely a big part of it. Uh-huh. But I, I do the Sabbath cakes eight times a year. Um, but Salwin's usually when everyone gets their own. I start, yes. like, you know, okay. like... About 30 or 40 of them, and I start wrapping them up. And, and I'm cheeky enough that I send them to my daughter's teachers and just like, oh, it's for Halloween. You know, forget it to forget is what it, like it is for spicy, Halloween. Like, and she puts yeah. apples in them. I mean, it could be both. Like, yeah. it could be just yeah. like a spicy loaf, you know, hey. cinnamon They don't know, but yeah. that's what I start handing out. super delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like I said, when I, I do I the cooking, them. I try I to find things too. that reflect the um, the elements that we're honoring and the deities that yes. we're honoring. And, yeah. So would and, you say the deities are like the green man and then 
who um, so Breach, Breach is a definite at that point. Breach. Okay. Um, and it's really a lot of your younger, uh, you know, it's a weird way to put it, um, Persephone. Um, oh, Persephone. You know, she's so Persephone is oh, yeah, the goddess back. of spring. She comes back. In the underworld. She comes back. So this is her time, Apollo. Okay. Um, you know, okay. in all this his like youthful vibrance, okay. his whole thing, uh-huh. you know, so, um, you know, you see that in a lot of them in, in the Celtic pantheon, um, Luke, who was a fire god, okay. um, Gra, it was where you get Grace or Grania from, uh-huh. I'm thinking of pirate days, Grania Mahali, but, um, Gra is one of the few fire goddesses like Breach. Okay. Um, they're also seen at this time of year as coming back and lighting these bonfires, Ooh. um, in their memory, in their honor. Um, and you'll find that through a lot of traditions. I mean, Quan Yin, the mm-hmm. goddess of compassion, yeah. is very much a springtime goddess. I that see idea that. of rebirth yeah. and forgiveness. And the lotus. Like, and the lotus blossom. The yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dope. One of my favorite mantras, though, the lotus mantra. Oh, I don't know that one. Nam ni Renge Kyo. Yes, I know. Say that 52 times, guys. I chant to that one. Okay. So, Nam Nio Quixote, Harenge Kyo. Can you say it one more time? Nam Nio. Nam Nio. Quixote. Quixote. Harenge. Harenge. Kyo. Kyo. Right. Okay. Nam Nio Kyo. Okay, you're going to have to write and down. And so, <laughs> the, the <laughs> lotus blossom chant, it, it literally means That's to awesome. a great chaos, beauty is born. Oh, okay, you're going to have to write because it down. Because I, to am, to it. I am the chaos yes. that now is so beautiful. <laughs> She's just blossoming out. everywhere. I am blossoming I am everywhere. Yes. I woke up like this. Yes. <laughs> so a lotus blossom has to get buried in mud. It can stay dormant for decades. Yes. And that was one of the things, especially with what happened in Vietnam 50 years ago. Uh-huh. Many women sewed the lotus blossoms into little pockets into the hems of their, their clothes to smuggle them out of Vietnam, oh, wow. um, waiting for a time when they were like at peace. Yeah. And their granddaughters... We're able to plant them in no, the mud, cry again. and it and it blossoms. <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole point of that of that chant, of the lotus chant. Yeah. For real highlights, if anybody wants a lot of fun, YouTube <laughs> three hours of Tina Turner chanting the lotus chant. No way! Because guess what that's used to piss it? Ike Turner off? They <gasps> even put it in the movie. Oh, that's weird. When she discovered the lotus chant as empowerment, weird. it made him so nuts. That she started chanting it on See, a this loop. This is how we this just go from one thing yes. to a total total. Yes. Now we are tea. talking about Ike and Tina Turner. No, but like that she chanted the Lotus Mantra. I didn't even know <laughs> the Lotus Mantra yeah. was a minute ago. Yeah. Now I'm But it's very, it. it's very empowering. Yeah. Knowing that like a lotus blossom, how beautiful it is and how it can lay dormant. And it's, yeah. it's an ugly, it's an ugly seed. Yeah. It's a little brown bowl. You would, you would want to throw it out or stomp on it. It looks horrible. Um, and, and it's just not good looking. Yeah. And, but from that comes this gorgeous flower and it's, and it's again, a symbol of rebirth. And again, Kwan Yin sits on that lotus blossom. That's why I love being on the earth because I feel like I get to partake in all this like new beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like, I feel like, so, I mean, I get seasonal depression. Yeah. So as an earth sign, as as an earth sign, I do because I'm literally dormant. I'm hibernating. I'm like. I'm half dead. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so for me, it's very, very common. I am very Virgo, very, very earth. Um, but like now, like last night was so beautiful that mm-hmm. like sitting in the hot tub was like uh, the air smelled better. Yeah, you can feel like, the I change. I can start coming. to feel the yeah. change coming. Like this whole week 
that I've been in here, like you've been with me a couple of days, I've been laughing more. I've been, yeah, you know, just in better spirits. The love stories. <laughs> the love stories. Yes, oh my gosh, I needed that yesterday. I had her crying. I'm, I'm um, single and ready to mingle. I'm excited <laughs> for spring equinox. Just we need out to there. we need to set up Janine as like you know. The perfect guy, but we need Tish and I need to prove be first because oh. <laughs> you know. So, see, I'm looking up some of the deities too for you. So, Ashante is an African earth goddess that's associated with spring. That one I, I did not know. Every religion Sybil. has some I didn't even goddess. think about that. Sybil, the moon goddess, the yes. Roman goddess Sybil. Okay. Um, so let me see, and then obviously, um, Austre, which is where Astera gets her name from, is actually a Germanic Teutonic oh. goddess. It's probably one of the few that isn't originally um, Celtic. Freya, the Norse oh, goddess, yeah. Yeah, Freya. Um, is associated. Osiris, of course. Oh, yeah. Red. Osiris. Comes dude, back from the dead, one. dude. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Saraswati from Hindu is a goddess of Saraswati. art and wisdom and also oh, rebirth. Okay. Every religion seems to have yeah. Oh, yeah. a I'm goddess or a god, god that, coming back that to life back. at this point. And it's funny, too, because I just saw Hadestown, like, uh-huh. the end of February, which is a retelling of, of um, well, percent of Eurydice. Eurydice. Yeah, going into hell. Yeah. Well, I have Disney now, so I can actually watch the cartoon first. Oh, well, that would work. Yeah. yeah. What do I want to watch? So I wanted to bring up. And this is just for everyone out there listening. Um, if anyone has been on either one of our TikTok pages, my private one or the Merry Meet one, I have been posting videos about this Pastor Greg Locke. And I just need to get this off my chest. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, have you... I, I have. I'm aware of some of what's going on. So you are aware. So yes. I made Janine aware yesterday. Showed I was like her. deeply disturbed. I couldn't even watch yeah, the video. She couldn't I even watch, watch the video because I'm an empath. So, I don't so you know, there's like an actual clip of him preaching saying, you know, I have. So basically what this man is coming out saying is he was in the middle of an exorcism. The um, demon that he was exercising gave him first and last names of five or six people in his own parish who are witches. Okay. Now, ironically, a month ago, no, last week was like the beginning of, back in the 1800s, like the witch hunts in Salem. In Salem. He started this a month prior, which I find very Like within a few weeks of the witch witch trial. He's like now like starting this hard, you know, you know, making people question everything. Now, he's in Tennessee. Now, no, nothing bad about Tennessee, but people do tend to follow their preachers. Right, very, they're, they're a little more they're, religious They're centric. very more religious, I think, than, like, you know, right. we are even in in, yeah. in some of these cities yeah. and suburbs. Um, so, he has called out his own, um, like, his own parishioners. He said, there's six of you here, and, and the one that I saw said, there's two of you right here in this church today, and I'm not going to call you out, but you're in my wife's Bible study. So he's literally trying to like pinpoint people but not give out their names. He's saying that when he exercised this demon, this demon gave him first and last names of people in his 
Right. And as a side note, if demons give you any information, it's probably falsehood and lies. So right. don't listen to so demons. That's like Janine's point was. I was, was like, like, what the heck? You're going to trust someone who says he's demon. getting advice right. from a demon? And then his followers right. are that's all like, sense. oh, okay, it must be real. But what does but that they're, But they're Christians. But they're so Christians. They don't, they don't so follow don't the understand. demons. You know what that, I mean? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So, like, the whole thing is, like, I see it as... You know, I've done a lot of research on cult work and, and things like that. This is how it starts. Yeah. Someone's well, going to yeah. start that drinking sounds like Kool-Aid. My like, mom would right. say. Well, this not to be is, funny, yeah. but Jim Jones exactly. in the beginning was fantastic until he started talking about how people were out to get the congregation. Exactly. And then it started closing off the congregation to new members. And then it started being, you know what, well, we have to move to a new location. And, and the next thing you know, he ends up on an island with an army. Yeah. And people are drinking Kool-Aid. Like, Jim and, Jones in the beginning was okay. Jim Jones at the end, not okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and I'm afraid that this is happening. So, I have posted on my TikTok page uh, some videos that, you know, basically what we're trying to do is, as a community of witches and people who practice other right. religions. Neo-pagans, heathens. Pagans, right. heathens, whatever you are. Um... You know, we are here. We are here in Skipback. I have posted my phone number on TikTok. I mean, if there is anything that anyone needs help with, if anyone feels that they're in danger, because I think this man is going to... Be dangerous. He's going to... This is just the beginning. Right. So if we can kind of cut him down now, yeah, right. If we kind of come together as a community, or just just like say he's like, and by cutting him down, you mean just like saying he's full of crap. We can even he's full of crap. Full of crap on an ego trip. So all we have to do is we have to get on our social media outlets and start like proving him wrong. Yeah. Right. Let's let's go back to the point where you know he's people were were. Were burnt as witches because yeah. they were schizophrenic or hung in this country, the, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. and so this yeah. guy has this mentality, which is very scary. Right. We already have a war. Yeah, I mean, going my on. thing is always, you know, yeah. that like, you know, by my actions, and I've had many times in my life where, like, you know, I've done something, you know, good for people or nice for people, and they'll say to me, "Oh, you must be a great Christian," and I'm like, "Well, not exactly, but it's you have a, a but person. you have a blessed day." Yes. And then they'll ask me, like, you know, what yes. denomination I am, and I'm like, "Well, I'm Gardnerian." And they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Pagan." Yeah. And it's like like they're and like shell shocked, kind of, yeah. And it's like and and that kind of misnomer that you know I'm not yeah. green and I don't have any warts. I had one, but it was removed. Um, you know, <laughs> we don't have I was little. Oh, yeah. We don't eat children. We don't no, do anything. Oh, I mean, on. yeah, we're good people. I'm going to tell you, and that's you, why they said that. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, the people that I follow yeah. and the people that are following us. Yeah. So Merry Meat does have a TikTok page. And it's Merry Meat LLC. And I wish everyone would come on there and duet some of my videos. Um, Let's get the word out. Let people know that we are here. One of the biggest things that Merry Meat is based on, now we're going into 10 years of business here, um, is education. Yep. Um, You know, we want to make sure that you know, the witchlings that are out there today that are just learning. Yeah. You know, we live in an area which I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but there are no Catholic churches around here. It's oh, yeah. all different, you know, Lutheran, evangelical, all these other religions. And 
Um, Sorry, no chips, just a donut today. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I was just um, going to put a little citrus anyway. So a lot of the younger generation mm -hmm. is now, you know, finding like stuff on TikTok, like with the mobile device yeah. and everything, and then it's making them come in here. Tish being a professor, you know, we have a, a million books, books like yeah. we're going to do classes. Yeah. Like we try to make sure that if people, if this is the path you want to be on, yeah, we will help you yeah. on yeah. that path. Um, you can pick my thoughts anytime you want. Exactly. Come in here. We have yep. a couch. It's a safe Call space. Me. It's a safe yeah. space. It's a safe space for anyone and anything. Yes. Literally. Yes. I don't care who you are, what you are, what you go by, your pronouns, your your clothing. Yeah. The, the the weirder the better because the, yes, it makes me feel happy because I have purple hair. Um, yeah. yeah. So powdered sugar on my swishy pants. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I want people to definitely be aware of what this man is. If you if you don't know, if you haven't heard about him, look him up on Google. Watch some of his preachings. Even if you are not part of any religion, I think it will really upset you to hear what this yeah. man is doing. Yeah. Because he is trying to do something. Like, we have enough problems right now. We need to help the Ukraine. Yeah. And, like, that's a big, huge yeah. thing. And He's that's affecting the this, whole like, planet. Evil distraction. Exactly. Right now. But well. now, then you've got this yeah. other whack job. Yeah. It's like, and yes, I will stand by my words. He is a whack job. Yeah. Um, and he's dangerous. People like that who have followers that will follow them to the yeah. ends of the earth are dangerous people. He's uneducated. He is not someone who should be leading, you know, hundreds of people, thousands yeah. of people into anything. Yeah. So we need to shut this man down. And we need to come together and yeah. say we all support each other. Yes. I don't care what Knowledge kind power, of so, religion you, know. you believe in, if you don't yeah. believe in anything. Right. But you disagree with him, come here. Contact me. I don't care. Call me. My right. neighbors out there. We need to stop. Like, I don't want people to live in fear yeah. like we did in the 1800s for being different. Yes. No one should live in fear for being different. I agree. Different. I agree. Yeah. So stay in your light and have a good Ostera. Uh, make sure you look up what Kelly's talking about and know that this is always a safe space. Always. Tish is here as our psychic reader. Um, Amanda and I are here for tarot card readings. Um, we have Shay, Shay as our herbalist. Yeah. Um, as well, she does aromatherapy as well. Yeah. So um, make sure you're following have, us. Couch, follow us yeah. on do all the things. What TikTok? TikTok, face. So on TikTok, it's Nerry Meat LLC. Yep. And you'll see the new shop. You'll see I do new merch. I, I'm trying to put post as much as I can. Yep. And my personal one is Purple Hippie 3121. And I'm trying to make my dog a TikTok star. <laughs> so if you just want to laugh, go to that page um, because I do some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, that's what TikTok's for. <laughs> And if and mine's cards and coffee with Janine, yes. um, and Janine is spelled J A N E N E all together lowercase. So all right, everyone, have a blessed Ostara, blessed be, and um, blessed be everyone. Blessed be, everyone. Everyone. and your power. You oh my listening. God! Yes, thank you for listening.